Are you ready? Okay. Do I need to hide the brand of the soda I'm drinking? <laughs> no, it's okay. okay. You can you can share your Dr. Pepper soda. Um, hi guys, welcome to another episode of Soberland. I am your host Lindsay. Today's guest is a kind of friend, but a very funny comedian. How do you know? Because um, I've I've seen you. I've actually never seen you do stand up, but I follow you on Instagram, and you're funny on there. So oh, yeah. I assume that you're funny. That's more important, actually. Like caption game. Yeah, these days you're funny in real life. Yeah, I don't do like physical bits, so I mean that's it's yeah. all words on stage anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I'll take it. Um, Jake, Jacob Suroff. Yeah. Yes, I said it. I am like the worst. Suroff. You got it. Yeah, I'm the worst at saying people's last names. Like every single time I have a guest, I I need their their help. And you didn't ask. You just, know, you, just, just you just went in. I just went for yeah. it, and I nailed it. <laughs> Cool. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so I kind of know you, but not super well. Um, we, I guess we should share how we met. Mm-hmm. We both used to frequent the bar called Red Lion in Silver Lake. Right. It's a German bar restaurant. And one day, I think it was probably after I had a solid Sunday fun day, I <laughs> ended my evening at Red Lion and you were there. And we had a conversation. Well, yeah, you were there because you knew a friend of mine. Oh, and I then okay. and then he said, "Oh, he's a comedian too," oh. knowing that you were a comedian, and that's why I was introduced. Okay, to you. yep, because I I do not remember meeting you. I okay. was I was blackout drunk, <laughs> yeah. which you you remember that it was a Sunday. I don't. I wouldn't have remembered well, that. Well, because I Sundays were very dark days for me. Oh, because that was the day like all me of my too. I'm a Raiders fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> Am I right? Um, I'm guessing that's a football reference. Yeah, it's football. Okay. But, um, yeah, I used to get really drunk on Sundays because that's when, like, all of my friends who were normal drinkers were, like, recovering from the night before. And so I was just, like, depressed by myself and it would just get, like, oh. super drunk, like, dreading the work week. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think it was a The Sunday. trick to that is going out alone every night so <laughs> there's no withdrawal on Sunday. Is, is not having a job so you have nothing to, to dread. Too. Um, yeah, okay, so we have a mutual friend. I, what's his name? <laughs> let's not say his name. <laughs> okay, let's call him. Let's call him Steve. Him Steve's Steve. always my go to. Or Craig. Because Which I one do you like better? I like Steve. Okay, Steve. Um, because I don't remember what his real name is. Really? Yeah, he was just like a. We would frequent the same bars, and so we would drink together. Uh, no, but he's actually a, a big part of our of the story because I don't remember meeting you at all. And I um, actually was at a bar with him like maybe a week after I had met you and he was like oh remember that guy Jacob you met and I was like who and he's the one that told me the whole story about how you and I were talking about comedy and all and how I met you the story of how we met yeah that's funny and I because then we were we became Instagram friends and that's how I knew I was like oh yeah he's the guy that Steve told me about yeah we were well we were Instagram friends I think right away because I was like you said you're a comedian I said oh what's your name I'll look you up and that probably happened but I was like who is this guy that I'm Instagram friends with and Steve clarified with the story so that gives you an idea of the kind of drinking problem that i had yeah (laughs) i didn't but and also maybe it should be said that i had no idea yeah because you you wore it well that that's kind of maybe you've been told that no i have been i yeah i i was the kind of alcoholic where like i was able to function i kept my job and i didn't get like just weren't sloppy in fights yeah i didn't get in trouble i did a good job of of covering it up and I would have to say we would message sometimes and w- there was like inconsistencies so like now that you tell me like you'd say one thing and then the next time you it, w- it was like you, that thing never got said and mm-hmm. so I was, so looking back I was I thought oh you know yeah you know I I'm an old I'm myself. old so I'm a sexist so I was like oh you know girls they're, oh. they're flighty okay yeah yeah you know <laughs> from like the 1950s <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm well I'm about 70 years old so oh, okay. yeah, yeah. it's pearl cream you look great for yeah being pearl 70. cream pearl cream and cool. Dr Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Um, so no, but I just was. I thought it was. And honestly, I thought it was just you. Like, oh, I guess she's just like. A, I didn't. I never she thought she like was too Alzheimer's. wasted to know. No, because you weren't like. It wasn't like your your texts were all like garbled word salad. Mm-hmm. Like they were coherent. Yeah. Just inconsistent. Yeah. You know, contextually. You yeah, know. I think I had a pretty good tolerance, and that helped me keep up. Yeah, with I mean, my you just never habit. were like stumbling, or you know, there's people, especially yeah. people that are alcoholics. Like, you know, if you, you go to bars regularly and you kind of get to know the regulars, which you know, I've. Been I've been a regular at bars in my life, and there's people that are like a couple drinks in, and they're really yeah. sloppy. Yeah, and, and I think they're the ones that get sober faster because it's obvious, and it causes more yeah. problems in their life. But maybe. for me, maybe it really didn't cause outside problems. It was more internally, I was super depressed and 
Mm. So, anyways, uh, happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> it's all right. Tomorrow. What do you do if you're so? That's I hate though. Even as if you're like, those are the worst holidays for, for oh. real drinkers. Anyway, though, yeah, because it's amateur hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I would love Cinco de Mayo. Saint you Patrick's love them? Day. See, I don't love those because I'm like, you know, I feel like it's when all the rookies come out. You know? Yeah, but because then all of my friends want to day drink oh, and like yeah, get you real really fucked like up to drink with people. I'm, that's yeah, the theme I've that was a big thing. It was a thing like, oh, so it's probably like about acceptance and just like not being alone. I not know. Being yeah. Alone. Yeah. Um, are I you know. still that way without alcohol that you find you like try to be in groups and um, rely on friends a lot? Or I'm definitely alone more, and I'm okay with it because I like I like being at my place. But I've recently started going to AA, maybe like three weeks ago. Oh, you started that after you got sober. Yeah, interesting. Why I were know. you feeling pressure? Or were you feeling pull? Um, if you listen to okay. episode ten, okay. No, um, <laughs> I just uh, you I was told me this was episode ten. No, this is episode thirteen. Oh, okay. But it, oh I God. I was I isolating myself a lot, and it was it was making being sober hard. And so uh, basically, I just decided to give it and go to AA, and it's been great. And I've three yeah, weeks. Do you go to a meeting a day? Or? I go to a meeting every day. Yeah. So interesting. Um, but yeah, so I would love St. Patrick's Day because my last name's Cowan, so I was like, I'm Irish, so, so obviously I have to celebrate. I like the corned beef and cabbage more than the alcohol, but That's I could, but I could see your point of view. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, celebrating my heritage yeah. that I know absolutely nothing about. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm similar with my heritage. Um, so what are you gonna do tomorrow for St. Patrick's Day? I don't know. I think I'm gonna try to track down some corned beef and cabbage. I have no plans other than like no plans with anybody. Or yeah, yeah, I feel like the Red Lion. Might be maybe, but there's a German place. They're like, like <laughs> you know, or just like Europe. There's it's a place on Los Feliz. I think the uh, Tam O'Shanter. I think it's called. Yeah. I bet they, that might be a good bet. Yeah, that place will be lit. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Green beer. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah, that's gross. But uh, yeah, I've used. It's funny. I feel like I performed a lot of St. Patrick's Days, but I this year I don't have a, I don't have any shows. So. Oh yeah, so you are a comedian. You're doing. You do comedy full time. I do. Yeah, I do. I mean, full time is a relative. Yeah, well it's hard. But yeah, it's I like freelance. Yeah, it's like whenever I, you get yes, work. Yes, I'm a professional <laughs> comedian. Um, and how long have you been doing stand-up? Coming up on 16 years. Damn. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's like, in a way, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm seasoned. But then it's like, uh, you know, th- it's, there's a point where you like stop wanting to round up. You know, you, when, you, when you're new in comedy and people go, how long have you been doing comedy? And it's like three and a half years. You want to be five, just five. So you sound like, you don't yeah. sound like a noob. But then at a certain point, you're like, if, if this is, maybe I should round down. If I say if I say my real number, it's like, well, why haven't I heard of you? you know? Yeah. It's so like, uh, like, just a few years. I've been mm-hmm. at it. I just kind of, so like I dabble, you know? 30, I'm going to start taking years. it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, just coming up in July, it'll be 16 years. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I know that you are um, a huge Weezer fan. <laughs> sure, yeah. You really did your uh, well, look at three Instagram posts research. <laughs> I've been following you on Instagram. We've been Instagram no, friends yeah, for I like do. a year. That's true. And I feel Probably like you mention it a lot. I do love Weezer. Yeah, I and mean, it's I definitely my like my flagship and band. I think I also asked you about a tattoo that you had that was Weezer related. Oh, I d- did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wh- which one? Wh- how many do you have? I have three Weezer <laughs> tattoos. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well. but no, two maybe two of them aren't as recognizable as well. none of them are super recognizable. I think it was like a very big one. I want to say on your chest. Oh, okay, yeah. I have tired of sex written. Tired of sex right, right, right. is yeah. is tattooed across his chest. Yeah. yeah. So when someone sees that, it's. I mean, it's I mean, usually by the time they see it, it's. It's. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, but it, that's. I mean, that's. I I enjoy that. Um, that's not true. Like I go swimming, like anybody. Yeah. I enjoy a swim, but uh, I uh, I think that I, I if you know the song, it's a to be clear, that's a Weezer song. That's the first song on their Is second that the record. Name of it? It's the name of a song. It's oh. the first song on their second record, Pinkerton, which a lot of people would say is their best record. It's certainly their most influential record. Oh my God. Right. You're one of those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's also I got it. I got the tattoo in like 2002. I want to say it's pretty old. Okay. But uh, it's like the song is about. It's not about being tired of sex because it's sex sucks. It's about like tired of. Empty rock star sex what oh, it was okay. what in his, his, his version. Meaningless and like sex. And me, like meaning why can't I find, I can only, I can get sex every night, but I can't find love. Um, so I think I was kind of feeling that at the time, something similar to that. Well, and you know, shortly after I got it, I married a woman that I met two and a half months earlier. So I guess I was looking for that. Oh, wow. But I also was aware of the idea that it would, no, people wouldn't know the song and it would just look like, I'm, you know, in tattoo culture, there's like, um, you know, there's like a, a camp of, or like a, a genre of tattooing, which is just like, I don't know if there's what the official name for it. I call it like the, the FTW, just like anti shit. Oh, stuff oh, that's oh. like, you know, loser, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that's like wearing negativity. So just like negativity. show that you don't give a, a yeah, shit. Yeah, kind of that shit. Yeah. Just like fuck it. Kind of. And like, I like that it comes off that way, but it doesn't. That's not what it means. Um, so what do you think is it's the also best, a great song. The best Weezer album? 
Um, that's a you good question. I mean, uh, probably that album, if uh, objectively, but it's like, you know, there's, if you saw the recent Matt Damon's guest on Saturday Night Live. Yes, I was right. going to so bring a, that up. Right, so those are the two can. They Really, if somebody on that writing staff I, is a huge Weezer fan. I could not remember who was the guest on it. I just remember Leslie Jones uh, and yeah. somebody got in a huge fight right. at a dinner. A s- right, and their two, can- their two arguments accurately represent the two kind of <laughs> camps of in, in Weezer lore, or Weezer, the Weezerverse, whatever, the yeah. fanverse, whatever that would be called. The Weezer Sphere? I don't know. You pick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Edit this and find pick the best one. Okay. But um, yeah, the people that believe they made two great records and then it's just kind of been crap or m- mediocre, or, you know, varying degree, hit and miss since mm-hmm. then. She hurt, you know, she was she hated everything else, I guess. But um, and then people that think like everything is everything, you, everything is, is brilliant, gold. and that's kind of me. But I'm a real uh, loyal fan. I'm not like I'm, I'm like that with a few people, and they're they and particularly Rivers, the, the main guy. Okay. Uh, one of those people. Um, can you explain? What the deal is with the colors of the album names? No, is there a reason for no, that? No, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's maybe there's some, maybe there's a reason I'm not aware of. But I think the first album was just a self-titled album, and it kind of became it became known as the Blue Album. You know, uh, what's the word? Uh, unofficially, or okay. You know, that's a really they have a really remarkable story because they could have just been so many bands in the '90s put out a record or two and disappeared forever. Mm-hmm. And they had done nothing for four and a half years, and he just kind of yeah, and they kind of show back up on the the Warp tour one year, and then. Realized there was this market for them, so they had this cult fan base, and, and you know now it's. I think they just put out their, depending on how, which ones you count, twelfth or thirteenth record, wow. and, and that's twenty five years after the first one came out. Like not a lot of rock bands have that yeah. these days. Like who, you know, Oasis, all these they all break up or mm-hmm. fade away, and like you know, love them or hate them. That's you really that's know your Weezer. Stuff. Well, yeah, I'm I'm, obs- I'm obsessive about. Have you met them? Things. Yeah, I performed on their cruise actually. <gasps> they did a cruise. How you know, cool! Yeah, Doug Benson and I. It was Doug took me. You know, it was he got he got booked, and basically as a friend, um, you know, just a guy I've known for a long time, knew I was a Weezer fan, and he he texted me and said, "Do you want to? I have a guest cabin if you want to go on the Weezer cruise, yeah. which is like it's expensive to go on it. Wow. It goes from like Jacksonville to the Bahamas. And mm-hmm. Pretty cool. A lot of bands play and did some comedy. Adam Devine was also there." And then I said, well, if I'm going to do it, I want to perform. That's going to suck to be there yeah. and watch you guys and not get to. And he was like, let me see what I can do. And he got into it. And then he uh, he was like, yeah, if you want to come out, they're not, they, w- they said I could bring you. You can get the guest cabin. I didn't get paid, but Doug covered my flight, which was really rad of him. And then I, uh, so it was like, it was the best thing. Awesome. It was the best thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. so like I did, dream, yeah, I would Yeah, imagine. I did a podcast with a couple of the members and, you know, saw them perform on a beach in the Bahamas. Wow. They I had bet it was Island in the Sun. They performed the whole set. <laughs> <laughs> they, they absolutely performed that. I don't think they're allowed to do a set without With performing it. that. You ever think about that? Like as, as sick as you are of a song, that, like say like Buddy Holly. That's a great song. That we can all I agree. like say it ain't so. But that's a great. That's song. like a great but karaoke they never, song. That's a song that they can never do a set without playing. Yeah. So as much as you could hear it and be like sick of it, or I've heard this a million times. Yeah. Twenty five <laughs> years of playing that every night, or oh you know when God. you're on tour and or just having to play it on, you know. Yeah, every there's like that you can't do a set. There's like yeah. certain songs they can't not do, and that's certainly one of them. And to like act like you are into it while you're singing, right? Too. Right. Like at Keep a certain point, I would just like just I don't know, press a play button and just lip sync. Right. Um, well, okay. anyway, I'm sure. Cool. We well, Weezer. A, we could do a Weezer podcast, but actually, it's funny because that's not really indicative of the music I grew up with. I grew up very hip hop and inner city oh. kid. And went to public schools in San Francisco when San Francisco was not a, a tech city. Yeah. It was like kind of a real. I mean, I have a twin, so he was the other way. Oh, kid. you have a twin? Yeah. My brothers are twins. Oh, yeah? I love twins. We're, yeah, I'm not as into it, but I, I love oh. my brother. <laughs> well, I just have a weird history with being a twin. Why? Because my mother was also an, uh, an identical twin. Oh, but, my gosh. And it's not, identical is not hereditary, and we're both identical, so it's just wow. co- weird coincidence. But she hated, she kind of grew up in, like, the 50s, and um, like me, mm-hmm. <laughs> we were kids together. <laughs> you guys, so you she, and your yeah, mom yeah, grew yeah, up yeah, together. Yeah, cool. You know, she was born in the mid 40s so she grew up with you know you can imagine what age she would have been when she was made to like dress alike and like little matching Shirley Temple and they just she hated it and I think she felt competitive with her sister and and you know so she instilled in us from birth like don't be the twins don't let people pigeon you know be individuals so it kind of made us resent we never had a chance to enjoy it we kind of resented all the twin attention we got oh I see because like my brothers are twins and they're both in the military my best one of my best friends Hannah she's a twin and both her and her sister are hairdressers so I was gonna say are you and your brother both comedians no he's in the he's in the car business I always say we both lie for a living he just makes more money oh okay so there you're kind of doing the same thing what um are your brothers identical um I don't know okay (laughs) because obviously I can you should text me like are you guys the same sperm and same egg 
What should I say? Ask them if they have come from the same sperm and same egg. Uh, That's what identical twins are. Yeah, totally. Um, As opposed to two sperms. I feel like they are, but you know, like I said, I can. Or I've eight. always been able to tell them apart. So, well, cool. I didn't know that you're a twin. See? Well, identical doesn't. It's a medical distinction. Like just being how you could be identical and kind of grow. I mean, you have, chances are you'll look pretty alike, but depending on, you know, he's taller than me, significantly bigger, but it just means. Like as opposed to like yeah one sperm and one egg and then it splits as opposed oh, to like two sperms and in, so into one or, or two into two individually the, the, like there's no identical boy girl twins. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll like, definitely yeah. um, so they, ask my parents yeah, next know. time they we're all know. together. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> one other thing, I was reading uh, Apple News on my phone uh-huh. and I found this section that was called Good News and it's just like positive news. Oh yeah, I like that. And I am really into it and I can't pull it up on my phone because we're using it for podcast stuff. But I also found this website called good news network and it's kind of the same thing it's just all positive news so oh, cool. i'm thinking i want to read some stuff for each episode and That's a good like idea. so okay blind six-year-old prodigy who taught himself to play piano has become an internet star yeah i haven't heard of him some star <laughs> next okay Keep going. Oh, here. This is something that's relatable. California is finally drought-free after seven years and being rewarded with a butterfly boom. Yeah, that's been amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm a pretty cynical, skeptical, grumpy, curmudgeonly old Jew, but that is like, it's hard not to be delighted by a butterfly swarm. I was walking Truman in Silver Lake and I... Before, like, I had heard anything about it, and I was just like, oh, my God, is this, is, like, just happening to me? Is <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I have the, I'm, that's in a good way, though? Like, is this... Yeah, or, like, I just felt like... Am I having an acid flashback? <laughs> no, because I've been so, like, you know, trying to be one with the universe, and I was like, oh, my the God. The sending me butterflies. Yeah. Well, you might I, be the reason they came. Maybe. It's just we're all reaping the benefits of your um, one, oneness. Or it could be that we're drought-free after seven years. But anyways, it's been a cool mm. experience. There's been butterflies. Super bloom. There's a super bloom, they say. Oh, yeah. They're calling the flower thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've only learned because of the butterflies. There's flowers everywhere. I was driving on the ten to get my to get my kids who live. You know, they go they're out in Santa Monica where they where they live when they're not with me, and uh, and <laughs> they, <they're> they <laughs> have their own place. They have their fine. own place out there. Yeah, they're <laughs> their path. No, it was and um, uh, it was like had to be. I mean, there wasn't much traffic going uh, west on the ten, and I, I mean, it was like it must have been like a two mile stretch, and like I, I pictured like an aerial. Like an aerial shot, yeah. been, like just uh, like a band of butterflies, for like two miles, like crossing the. I mean, it was it kept going and going, and I, you know, I thought at first it was hard to tell because I'm going, you know, seventy miles an hour. Like, is this are these moths or bees? Like, uh, I felt like this is some horror movie, yeah, Candyman type like of shit. Yeah, or bees or you know, yeah. like or yeah, something like that. And then I kind of realized, are these butterflies? And then then when I picked up my kids, they go to different schools in Santa Monica. My daughter says, "Oh, something really cool happened at school today. The swarm of butterflies just." Like, like appeared at lunch and then my son's like yeah that happened in my school too and i was like i wonder if Lindsay's getting one with the universe because <laughs> this there's something there's got to be a reason all, yeah. we're all like it's just right. me it's just all for me but not but, everyone's experiencing yeah. it but we you, we're having amazing weather right now it's probably like 78 degrees yeah yesterday was similar and uh i was i walked around the silver lake reservoir with a friend he walked, walked his dog with him and it was just like the whole time it's just it's non-stop it feels like being in like a fantasy novel, yeah. or like a mo- I don't know, if like Mary know, Poppins or, like or something. Not Mary Poppins or like when Mobius, if you know who he is. He's a you know, comic book artist, real influential. No. Something like that. Like oh. it felt like it just felt like surreal. Not yeah, like like otherworldly. Small. It's really cool. Um, <laughs> it's still happening. We could probably open the window and see butterflies right I now. I like this story. Uh, watch, it's a video. You can watch a sympathetic robber return money to a terrified woman after he sees her, her bank account balance. <laughs> like how low is her bank account Aww. balance? You know, that reminds me when I was a kid growing up in San Francisco, I had this, uh, for some reason, I'm a, a big Mets fan, not the Giants. I've just been, a, it's hard, I won't get into why. But so I had okay. this ProFit, meaning, you know, the, or the is not snapback Mets hat. Mm-hmm. And I was tiny, I still have a small head, but I had a really small head back then. So I had this tiny hat, but people were, it was a big, there was a lot of um, jacking people for their stuff, culture, like mm-hmm. being in, in the streets, like on the bus or like going home from school or at school where people take your shoes, take your were hat. You in Oakland? Take your jacket. No, San Francisco was, yeah. a, San Francisco was much different back then. But I, I did spend a lot of time in Oakland later. And I kind of grew up in both cities, but this is in San Francisco, it was like high school and stuff, middle school. And so this one hat, I had this Mets hat. My hat was like, if you probably don't know hat sizes, but it was a six and five eighths. It might be the smallest available adult size. Okay. And uh, three different times, people would like jack me, rub the hat from me, and then like gave it back because it was too small. Aww. Like try to wear it, like take it, take it back. <laughs> They're like, you have a yeah, small and head. Yeah, and I sh- saved it because I'd survived way past that, and then I probably just threw it out 
like because it didn't fit when I was 18 or something. Do you think it was because it didn't fit them or because they felt bad that you had a small head? Both. But <laughs> I think if it fit them, they would have taken it. But I think it, it could they could have just said, let me keep it and give it to someone I know. Right. I was kind of like, oh, this poor little this tiny poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember one time um, uh, I was at the like waiting for the bus up by Stonestown Mall and this guy walks over to me. He's like, you know, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need the hat. <laughs> and I start lying. I'm just like, my grandma gave it to me for my birthday. Don't do this, you know. <laughs> and he's like, and then it's there's a he was like uh, with the two girls and another guy, and they were kind of waiting for him in the, like in the middle across the street. But like there's a middle section where you wait for the train out there. And then uh, I'm waiting for the girls to be like, leave him alone. And one of the girls is just like, take that Edwards hat, and let's go. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> like I, if the girls are against me, I know I'm, I know oh, I'm man. doomed. So then he took it and I gave it to him. I, he goes, and he's like, you want to do this the hard way or the easy way? I'm like, here. And I gave him the hat. And then he like walked back to his friends and I watched him like try it on. And it just didn't, and it didn't fit. And he like just frisbeed it across like three lanes of traffic oh my <laughs> to God. me. And I caught it and it was like, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks for almost robbing oh me. My God. <laughs> I was like so grateful. I was like, thank you. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice that they yeah. gave it back to you. Yeah, another time I was walking down the street in downtown San Francisco and a guy just walked past me with in one motion. He just kind of was like doing the strut. And he just kind of like walked past me, swooped it, tried it on, didn't fit, flung it back to me. Wow, these yeah, are so yeah. polite. Yeah, these, I know. These robbers. Yeah, you know, that wouldn't happen in New York. Yeah. Okay, let's There's a civility to the, to the muggings out here. I'm trying to find one more good one. Um, this one's interesting. <laughs> there were girls that were lost in the forest for 44 hours. Uh, they were finally rescued after they survived off rainwater and happy thoughts. Okay, this is some Jussie Smollett shit. That didn't happen. <laughs> They're trying to get a book deal. And is 44 hours? It's not even two days. Come it's on. It's not that long. But I mean, it's how old are the girls? Let's see. Gr girls. Okay, not singular. Oh. They're, oh, oh there's, only, there's only two oh, they're of them. Oh, they're little. Oh, they're eight and five. And five? Okay. okay, that's adorable. Ooh, yeah. This is not Jussie Smollett. Okay, I feel a little bit bad for making fun of them. And their happy thoughts. Aww. <laughs> oh, that's heartbreaking. I have an eight-year-old. Oh. And I've had a five-year-old twice. Well, if he ever gets lost in the woods, tell him rainwater and happy thoughts. Yeah. That's all he needs. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I'm, like, very into this, like, oh, uh, that's cute. positive news there's thing. A, um, I follow... There's, I'm sure you could find it on your own. There's an Instagram account I follow. It's similar. And it's like I think oh. it's a guy who's, like, a meme lord kind of guy, but then he has an, an, an alternate account with... with it's called, like, Tank's Good News. Oh, I've never and it's just this. the same. It's just Instagram posts. There's usually like link in bio if you want to read the whole story. Yeah. That's awesome because the yeah. news is always so depressing. Yeah, I'm always waiting for the punchline because I follow so much negative, like mean, mean, mean meme accounts and oh. you know things that are just like yeah. That when I'm always like you know shoot you know synagogue attack. I'm like all right, what's what's this gonna be? You know? Oh my god, what, you're like what kind of bit? Yeah, can yeah, I make yeah, out of I, this? I don't know what bit's coming. You know when I'm oh. reading, reading when I start to read it and then I'm like okay. oh right, this is the good news one. There's oh. no there's no hook. You know? <laughs> Great. So you've been doing comedy for 16 years. Okay. That's it true. Says that right? That's correct. And how often do you perform? Um, that really varies. You know, I don't get, I don't really hustle in town as much as I should, but like it can be several times a week. Sometimes I'll go two weeks without getting up at all, you know? What, what do you do with all your free time? Uh, well, that just depends on, I feel like I don't really have any free time. I just do a lot of things that are not, you know, that don't pay. Um, I always like have this. something <laughs> to do. Shit like this, <laughs> kid stuff. You know, yeah, writing, yeah, th yeah, things that are like not, and you know, and I've I've written on a couple shows, and but it's, I have, it's, I have not got another gig, and I'd like to. That's something I'd like to do more. So, w like, did you have another career in mind before you started comedy? Well, um, it's funny. C comedy was my very first career goal. Like when I was in probably middle school, I started telling everybody, "This is, you mm -hmm. know, I'm 43 now." So I, I th that's probably not smart to say that, but at this stage. You th well, you said you were 70 earlier. <laughs> right, but I'm actually 43. Okay. And so I was a kid in the 80s in like when there was what, what they called at the time the comedy boom, which I actually put in my first bio that I wrote for myself. It's embarrassing. Who was I involved grew up in, in the, the comedy, comedy boom? boom? Oh, everybody. You know, like, I mean, TV, America, uh. comedians. It was, you know, when there was, in the 80s, there was just this explosion of stand-up where you couldn't turn on TV without seeing like a guy standing in front of a brick wall with a sport coat and the sleeves pushed up, kind okay. of, you know. And it was, there was just more spots than comedians and it was just a kind of every channel had a stand-up show and mtv had even and even that lasted kind of into the early 90s so like, like when snl started no 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 snl started in the 70s that's the, and you know i'm oh. talking pure stand-up okay it was like you know uh what shows like a and e's at the improv and any evening at the improv and caroline's comedy hour and i think i forget what the one on 
NBC was called like Friday Night Funnies or something. And there was a local one in San Francisco called Comedy Tonight, which is on public on PBS actually, but it was hosted by a guy named Alex Bennett, who had a very popular morning radio show. Who was a, I don't know if he actually did stand up, but he always had stand ups on the show, and mm-hmm. he was kind of a comedy legend in San Francisco. And he would they'd have like local people as well as nationally known people on that. And um, so I was just really obsessed with comedy, and I thought I was funny, and I was tried to be. I knew I wasn't going to be tough or athletic, so I guess yeah. laughs seemed like a way <laughs> to go. And being a, a Jew, you know, we, I mean, I lean on the Jew thing a lot, but and I'm not religious, but that's valued in, in Jew. You know, yeah, there's a lot of points given for comedy yeah, in yeah. Jewish culture. I used to say my name was Lindsay Cohen. So no, yeah, yeah, so <laughs> just to get, when you're, that's funny. Did you open with it? Did you do that on stage? Sometimes, well, because a lot that's of a funny joke. A lot of people would actually yeah. um, say that Lindsay Cohen because yeah. they don't want to say Cohen. I thought it was pronounced Cohen. Yeah, and so I would say something like, "Yeah, I didn't want to correct them because." Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, there's a real joke. There. So that's really I, funny. I did, yeah. So uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but so, yeah. So um, I was just was really obsessed with comedy, and I thought I wanted to do that, and I tried to write little jokes, and a couple times tried to perform them for my mom and brother or something, but uh, lost sight of that as you know, got older and stuff. But and then my brother and I became really into film, and we had this idea we were going to be like the next Cohen brothers. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. Not the next Cowan brothers. <laughs> the next Cowan brothers. The next Cowan brothers or the Hughes brothers. There was these brother teams kind of mm-hmm. later, the Wachowskis, um, who are not brothers anymore. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so that, that, and I had some, I focused on that and I did all this like kind of film. I never, I'm, by the way, I'm a high school dropout, I should add. Okay. And I didn't, I didn't go to real college. So I, but I was taking all these classes at San Francisco City College where there was like, uh, film classes and we were like sh- shooting super eight and 16 millimeter and c- it was right before the digital thing really exploded so we were like cutting on flatbeds and splicers and stuff like that and it was really fun and we you know we had a good beat on it and then I, it just he had a kid really early mm-hmm. at when we were 24 and then i kind of had this put this idea that i was going to go to this film school in london and that didn't work out i didn't get accepted into it and i kind of got really depressed and was waiting tables and then i met a comedian and that i was waited tables with me okay and he was um the first, I don't think I'd ever met a real comedian. I just had forgotten about comedy. And the minute, you know, somebody, I talked about film or something, or it's just a coworker, and somebody said, oh, you should talk to Connor. He's a comedian. Mm-hmm. And I was just, my ears were instantly pricked up, like, oh, right, like comedian. You can, you can do that? Right, right. And then, yeah, <laughs> totally. I didn't know how you would even approach it. I didn't know about open mics or anything. Yeah. So I, you know, and then we met, and we just got along instantly. And he thought, he seemed to think I was the funniest person he'd ever met. And I really got it in my head right away, I want to try this. But I didn't want to say it out loud, because I thought it was, like, his thing. So I waited for him to say you know, you should, you should, he's like, you should really think about getting on stage at some point. And I was like, oh, okay. That, How old I thought you'd then? never ask. You know? like, oh, er, older than most people. I started a little late. I was, that was in my mid twenties. I didn't start till I was right after I turned 28. I did my first set. Oh, so, okay, wow. so I was a little older than the, most of my peer group, like all the, the class I started with were about five years younger than me, I would say. And was around 23 ish. Yeah. I, I didn't start to do comedy until I think I was 27. So, and I know so what you're saying, like everyone at open mics was like much younger than me. And um, or if they were my age, they'd been doing it for a year. So that's totally a, right. a normal thing right. in, that, in that world. And um, yeah, totally. I mean, I, I like to think I looked young, but also I I met I had met my ex-wife, and she was was a comedian too. When we met, we both really wanted to do comedy, but neither of us had. Did so you we meet got, at an open mic? So we no, we met at a dance club in San Francisco. Oh. But it was just like I, you know, we both wanted to be comedians. It was kind of this love at first sight. I pretty much. I mean, not like proposed because I didn't like get on a knee, but I was like, let's get married. Like the night we met, we married two and a half months later and like 10 days after the wedding, we did our first set at the same open mic together. Wow. Yeah, so it was like a lot of it was just, it became my whole life right away. Like I was married to someone and then our my friend group kind of quickly became only comedians and maybe that was a mistake because I feel like I've kind of burned out. I really have. I've burned out on like the hang. Like you went in too hard at I went first. in too hard and just did it like for years of just like six, seven nights a week and not really kind of, you know, my civilian friends were all like well you don't answer the phone if, if i'm not a comedian i was just like look mm. man I'm, I'm in this world now and i yeah. kind of went a little now it's i almost feel the opposite like <laughs> i want to just hang around normal people <laughs> right right and have no, and i hate like when i'm with friends and you know or i'm at like like if i'm out somewhere and then someone goes this guy is a comedian i'm like no 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 that's not i don't want to talk about that you yeah know? i'm not as but i used to be like you know anyone that would listen yeah to my ex's credit, she was always she was better about that. She was always like, "I don't want to say that until I feel like I'm legit." And I was just like, "You know, we did one open mic, and I was like, we 'We're comedians.' And like, <laughs> every, you know, everywhere we went, it's so stupid. Trying to be like a power couple or something. Um, sort of. I'm trying to be a power couple, just trying to be comedians. Yeah. Although that was, yeah, I guess, we did have power couple ambitions. Well, so you've seen like the world of comedy transform a lot, being mm-hmm. in it for 16 years, and I, sure I have. mean, I've been, I started doing comedy about. Th- 
four years ago or three years ago. And just I see a huge difference from when I first well, started. Trump and Me Too are the two big things that really affected it. Well, I Not mean, that I want to get too into either of those. Well, I mean, like e- even like when I first moved to L.A. four years ago and started doing it, I would like go to the comedy store and hang out. And it was like always kind of empty. And they were giving out free tickets all the time. And um, I don't know, I'd go to open mics and it was like, not a ton of people. You and think then that's changed the last four years? Even I well, think it's been yeah. building. Yeah, I mean, I, well, every comedy's time become very cool. Okay, that's it, not Trump and me too. I thought you meant the vibe of. No, no, the, I, I meant like the popularity of comedy because okay. I think now everyone's getting like a Netflix special right. and like <laughs> the comedy <laughs> store sold out every single night and yeah. it's just like everyone's like well, trying comedy. This is going to sound like the oldest thing, the oldest old man thing to say, but it's but it's true. I think that's really just the internet and social media yeah. and the idea that like people became comedians through Vine stars or became exposed to comedy through streaming services or you know like when Louis. C.K. released his thing without, you know, just for free on his website or his album. Or his, was that a special or an album? I don't remember. But, um, you know, there was... Was this after, like, the scandal? No, way before. Oh, okay. Um, when people still loved him. But um, <laughs> well, I already didn't. Before but, he <laughs> masturbated in front of... No, he was yeah. already doing that. Oh. It's just he hadn't been outed for doing it yet. Got it. Publicly. But um, I... Uh, I, uh, I forgot the last question I thought. Oh, comedy, you're talking about how... Oh, things change. Oh, right. So at some point it became cool to be a comedian. Like, I always say, when I started... Comedy was really I, like revenge of the nerds. It was like I always mm-hmm. felt like if you didn't get picked on in high school, you have no business doing comedy. Yeah. You have you have stuff you you go you know people that used to join rock bands now become comedians. Right. Like they don't start pe- kids like, don't start bands. Mm-hmm. It's it's hip. It's cool to be comedy was always like when I started. I mean it was like and this is San Francisco, which is a real hip city, and it was like you know dudes in bowl, silk bowling shirts and <laughs> uh, you know. All, all the women comedians were still talking about periods and you right. know how many shampoo bottles and whatever you know just very I mean that doesn't sound like it was a better <laughs> I don't know that why I'm like a better time for comedy but like my ex-wife was very attractive and everybody everybody made a big deal about it like mm-hmm. there was no frame of reference everyone just said Sarah Silverman because she was attractive and kind of edgy mm-hmm. you know and so but I mean, you go to a comedy club now, and there's just like every—it's like men and women. Everybody's so everybody, gorgeous, yeah. and like I remember thinking it was rare. Like I have this friend Lachlan Patterson, and you probably maybe know him. Really, mm-hmm. I think he's a very, very handsome man. Okay. Yeah. Is he and, single? Uh, I don't know. He shouldn't be. Okay. But pro- I don't think so. I'm not really great <laughs> touch with him anymore. But I mean, he is. Like when I got when I did a web series, I got my money to do a web series in 2008, and I need I had like a handsome man role. He's the first guy. Mm-hmm. I call. He's very attractive. Um, but uh, I remember that there it was like a thing. You know, like now everybody's hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know. I think that's true. Like people it's are cool like now. leaving their like careers as, as like doctors totally. and to and go you know, pursue comedy. But like, you know, not like I'm some, but it was really, I really, it was weird for me to have like tattoos and stuff. And like, I don't even show tattoos on stage, but oh. like it was, it just wasn't like that. It was like really kind of nerdy people or, you know, everybody was kind of like, I mean, there was always different types, but it just, it was not the same. Um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the same type of people yeah. it attracts a different type of person now. Yeah. but again that's just how things go like the minute I always try not to be the guy complaining about the way it used to be mm-hmm. you know because that's things always change you know when I started we were sending out VHS tapes to clubs you know oh, wow. a, you know there was no I started before YouTube or MySpace yeah yeah right? that really so changed a right, lot of that, stuff yeah. totally so you know it's 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 always easy to go. It was better before, and like then you're just old and not adapting. Mm-hmm. But you know, I feel like, all the yeah, time. I feel like that about everything. The minute you're like, when I see like Snoop Dogg or Most Def talk shit about Six Nine, you know, before he became a snitch, I don't fuck with snitches. But like before, when he was just like just on some rap shit, when they were like, oh, he sounded like garbage. And I'm like, the minute you're over forty and you're talking about this new twenty year old kid who's crushing it with twenty year old kids is not mute. That's not music. That's noise. And you're just your dad. You're just some yeah. guy. Go get off my lawn. You yeah. know. So I try not to like with comedy. With you know, it's it evolves and you evolve with it or you don't. Right. So at this point in your career, where did you think that you would be? When I started, I thought I'd be some road comic gunslinger. I didn't think I didn't want I didn't think I wanted anything beyond that. I was naive and idealistic and I thought in, in San Francisco was very at least at that time was very like hack police and everybody's calling each other out. Hey, you know, uh, you know, Dana Gould did that joke. You can't do that joke and we're like, I don't know. I never watched Dana Gould. I just mm. thought it was funny. You know, like there was always people were always kind of battling and just very purist and elitist about it. And so I thought, just get on the road, do comedy, be a comedian. I had this romantic idea of like gunslinger, you know, kind of yeah. going from town to town. And I didn't think about, I see, I didn't know anything. And there was no industry there. So I didn't know that TV credits and all that feed that. And the mm-hmm. more you're doing, the more, you, the more you're doing on the industry side, the more comfortable your stand-up situations are. I mean, because I didn't think, I never thought I want to be a C-room or a B-room headliner without TV credits. I just didn't know that, I didn't understand the game yet, so I thought, I'll just be a comedian. I don't need, I don't want to be, I'm not an actor. I don't want to be on sitcoms. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a, a, 
a TV writer. I just wanted to be, I thought that was a job. Mm. And I thought, yeah, yeah, I just cared about, I want to get into one of the festivals, Montreal or at that time Aspen have the HBO festival. So I just thought like, yeah, what do I want to do? What are short term? I need a Comedy Central set. You know, the things that uh, guys a year or two above me were a year or two ahead of me, the things they were getting. I just said, well, I got to get that. Right, right. By the time I've been doing it as long as I feel as like now. that's always, con- that's changing a lot in this yep, world. So like now, sure. what would you say? What would be like the ideal for you to get the thing for you to get right now, like oh, regular at the comedy store or special. Oh no no, stand up wise, no. I'd like to, uh, to I'd like to do stand up at my leisure, and uh, you know, and like sell a TV show that you know that I. Oh, so more like writing. More like writing, you know, producing, you know, you know okay, stuff like that. you know, making 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 content and then like using and then do stand up. But you know, I love stand up. If it ever popped for me, like I love I love doing stand up, and I'm really I really love being on stage. It's just it's um I don't know how viable that like live performance is as a you know for very few people you know there's mm-hmm. always there's you know there's guys like Brian Regan and guys who aren't you know but establish themselves and he makes a killing on doing just you know without really doing much TV or anything yeah. or any real acting stuff but I just that's a real hard that's a hard you know niche to, to, to get into yeah and um, and um. I'm not good with managing myself comedy so much about stand up always has been and especially now it's really about self promotion I've just always lacked in that I always thought just be funny and it'll come to you and that's mm. not how it works kids <laughs> <laughs> you got to make it happen it doesn't just happen yeah. out of nowhere I mean people there's people catch breaks and people there's you know nepotism and luck and timing and mm-hmm. you know whatever and diversity or lack thereof whatever's going to get you in, noticed and, and but um yeah, I mean, for the most part, you got to promote the shit out of yourself. Yeah, so and just I'm uncomfortable even like you know people put up a show post or you know, and I'm like ah, I should retweet this, but like I just hate. I always feel so awkward or like tacky. I feel tacky promoting like come to my show tonight. I always have to do a self-deprecating joke mm. included in it. Like I can't. I don't want to like you know post the same thing about the same show more than once ever. Yeah. Like just a reminder, three days to my show. But yeah, I don't think I've ever know. seen you post anything about a show. And I, I looked really. and I was like, I looked up to see if you had a website before you came here today, and you don't have a website. Who's it? I feel like I. So how are people going to find you? I'm not looking to be found. I kind of, I you know, kind of. <laughs> so it's the paradox of. Okay, so you're like wanting to be in a different place, more successful with comedy and writing, but you're also not. Promoting yourself. Well, no, I've just never been good at promoting myself. At publicly feeling, promoting. Yeah. So I've okay. Kind of, yeah. So I don't. You know. But that's interesting. I sounds yeah, like I you know. definitely want to be more of a like writer producer than stand up. I just like to. Yeah, I'd like to work in in. But stand up's like it's never gonna. I'll never stop doing stand up. Yeah. You know? I have a friend, my friend that I told you I waited tables with. He's still one of my very good friends. You know, his name is Connor Kellicut. I remember we talked about it. We've talked about it once, and he was like, he said it. He said it. He said something that I had like thought but had never vocalized, and he was like, "I never want to say I used to do that." Mm. You know, I, I feel that way. Like no matter how much I pare it down, or how much of my you know long term plan and income it becomes or doesn't become, like I'm never gonna not do stand up. Like, yeah, there'll never be where I'm just like, "Oh, I don't do that anymore." Yeah, I'll so do it. I'll do it till till I can't. So, are you happy where you're at right now? No, no, no. I mean, I don't, but nobody should be. Mm. No matter how successful you yeah. are, like when I I have friends that are very successful. And it's like they're bummed about, uh, you know, like I'm not friends with Tom Cruise, but like, you know, Tom Cruise is going, you know, um, Gosling got that, you know, like mm-hmm. no matter how successful you think it's going to go away and you think yeah. you should be doing better. You know, there's someone that's doing it. And you're getting something you're you constantly want. being flooded with so. the success of others. Yeah. I mean, especially in L.A. with like yeah. the cars and that are driving around here. It's like, you know. Yeah. And the sure. billboards and the pro- the things that people are getting, and also but just the Instagram and your friends bragging about yeah. people you know and people you just follow, just bragging about stuff that they got or you know and they're doing that can they're definitely get to yeah, you. Yeah, but people like uh, you know that's easy. Like, uh, and that's a funny. It's a whole conversation because you know I'll post enough stuff that people go like, oh, look, you know, I'll complain about my career to someone. They go, oh, but you're doing stuff, and I'm like, yeah, if, like I, I'm good at making it look mm-hmm. like that. It's like with. My kids, I always uh, people always will say, "You're such a great dad." I'm like, how do you know? Like, oh, because I see him. Like, I don't put. I'm not you gonna know, put like up I a post. I beat them every right? night. Well, I, don't, I don't beat them, but I'm not gonna. But you know, there's like eight. You do look like a really great dad on Instagram. Yeah, right. I mean, I, mean, I, I always thought that too. Well, I mean, I, well, I think I am a good dad. I like. Yeah. I think I am a great dad, but it's also, I'm an. I don't. Po- I don't post videos of us 
on our all sitting around on our phones for eight hours. Right, right, like, right. W- but then we go out to you know. Then I'll take them out to eat, and we're like eating burritos, and there's like a you know or something. And then I take a, a Instagram, yeah. and it's like, oh look at them, they're on burritos. And then we go to a movie, and that's like all we do the whole weekend. And it's like mm-hmm. they're at the movies, they're eating burritos, yeah. and look at you know, it's really easy to. But then you don't see the other times where yeah, they're not, you know, not, doing your own things. Yeah, and where we're just ignoring each other, or yeah. I'm, or I'm yelling at them. You only show on. the highlights yeah, of our yeah, lives and yeah. our relationships. Sure. Um, and for me, but like I I. I'm sure I'm guilty of trying to like make my shit look good, although that in, in my that's not in my the forefront of my consciousness. But I I'm definitely trying to be funny and get attention. Mm-hmm. That way. Like I'll you know it's it's always when I'm thinking about what to post, it's never it's never like rarely is it I want to make a statement about this or I want people to think I'm killing it. It's usually how can I get a, how can I get a laugh out of this? Yeah, I was gonna say even though you're not necessarily exactly where you want to be, I think it's great that you know what it is that you want because I'm in a place right now where. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. It's because I... Uh, but I'm jealous of you, too. Well, well, no, no, no. Listen, let me tell you how where I'm at. Because I went to... I have a college degree, and I uh, picked advertising as a major because I didn't know what else to do, and it sounded kind of cool and creative. And then since then, I've been in corporate America for the past seven years, somewhat in that industry, but not doing anything, like, actually creative. And... Um, which is like corporate America is perfect to feed like the alcoholic lifestyle because it's like I can pay my bills and support this lifestyle. Is there any career? It's like because it feels like the arts are like that or not that we can't support, but like everybody's drinking everywhere. Is there, yeah, is no, there I mean, one where people aren't an airline was, pilot? Who's not drinking? I know, but it was like great. I had the weekends and the ni- and nights to like to drink as much as I want and I could, you know, pay for it. And then but I also had this accountability and responsibility so I wouldn't completely throw my life away. I knew I had to like be at a job every day. And so it, it like was definitely, it's definitely a good job to support that lifestyle. And now that I'm sober, I have Is it the same job. I'm still at the same job. Yeah. But I think also I have a lot of, and I like my job and I'm, if you're watching, <laughs> <laughs> do they know about your sobriety and stuff? And they know my boss knows about my sobriety. Did they um, know th- when you told them, or they were like, "We had no idea you were all together," um, or were they like, "Yeah, you were okay"? We were starting to worry. Well, it's actually kind of interesting because a lot of people at work ha- have come up to me and been like, "There's something different about you. Like you just are kind of glowing. Like I've like I'm way less bloated and just like." I, I way less like you're still <laughs> like I'm still pretty bloated but way less <laughs> I mean like I physically look different so, yeah. the, so you people, do people I can attest to that I mean, can, I'm sure people can just go on Instagram yeah. and look but yeah you do so I colored think, your hair and yeah but I think so people can notice in that way and I used to call out a lot of work at, a, at work because I was hungover my boss mentioned that she's like you definitely are, are never sick anymore like and um, but anyways with the sobriety I have a lot of clarity and I'm very present in my life at every single moment which is good and bad, but I I'm also motivated to find what it is that I really am passionate about and like want to pursue, whether that be like you know full time or a hobby or whatever. And I'm I've been trying to figure that out exactly, and I can't really pinpoint it. You know, it's like yeah, I love stand up, but I don't really f- know if that's it. And it's like this podcast is great, but is this is that really it? And Podcasts just, are so yeah, so hard to f- make pop, but I, like you can do it such a good one and. Yeah, so I don't know how to like this. So I'm in a weird place where it's like I just want to fucking fucking like figure it out, and then I'll go after it like with everything in me. But it's like figuring it out exactly is my challenge right now. If that makes sense, it does. But uh, you know, you've, you you know you can succeed at creative stuff. So yeah, I mean, I definitely know it's something in the world of being creative, something with comedy related, definitely mental health. All, you know, so it's like maybe you'll end up in industry. That's I was. I'm always like sometimes I. I think like I should man, I should have been interested when there's these like all these like agents and managers and stuff and I'm like, man, these guys get paid every week. Like no matter what they do, you know, they're like uh. they're, and they're like a lot of people like I feel like I could do like I know what what they should be doing better. I could see the what they're doing, but I don't yeah. want I don't want to be in that And I thing. I get this same vibe from you, but like I don't want to do anything unless I'm like the best at it or like really yeah. good. I'm definitely not the best at stand up. But maybe I'm the best at but doing the kind of stuff. Like I want to be I like do. very <laughs> successful at whatever I do. Like I, yeah. or I won't even try it, yeah. which is also like a, a flaw. Like because then I'm not willing to try. Yeah, things, I'm like the best at being a Weezer fan. Yeah, like or I was the best bother. at drinking. Like <laughs> yeah. I could out drink anybody yeah. for days. <laughs> I believe you. So it's like me. I tap out already. It's like am I good at anything else? <laughs> I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, as your very good casual acquaintance. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. You just gotta get a, you gotta find out what it is. Okay. Well, I'll keep you posted. Yeah, please do. And then maybe get me a job once you figure it out. Just hire me to like assist okay. whatever it is. I'll, I can I assist or I, like or I co- kind of create like the thing you're creating, whatever that thing yeah, might yeah, be. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely remember you. I like things and I like to create. <laughs> okay. 
I kind of like want to start something on of my own, like a business or something. But th- it's like I don't know what it is exactly. I just I don't know. It will hopefully just smack me across the face. Maybe one day butterflies. Soon. I can just something with butterflies. <laughs> Oh, there was a place called Butterfly World back in Florida. In Florida, yeah, I've heard of that. Where I'm from, yeah. yeah, and it was just like. Wait, where in Florida are you from? I'm from Fort Lauderdale. Okay, I know that area a little bit. Yeah, my family in that area. But it was just like, like this Beach. big area you could walk through, and then there's you were just like attacked by butterflies. So maybe, <laughs> maybe I can open one in LA. You know, I thought though, maybe you could. That's, <laughs> I think if you just capture, set up a big net, capture some of these before <laughs> they're, they're done. So if comedy and writing doesn't work out, what's your plan? Oh, I don't know. B? Maybe like. Remember, like, uh, what did what did Samuel Jackson say at the end of Pulp Fiction? Walk, walk the earth, like, uh, like oh, kung fu, I haven't like seen kung that movie fu. So what's long. the guy's name from kung fu? I mean, it's Carradine, but what's the character's name? I forget. Yeah, walk the earth. You know, <laughs> just walk this. <laughs> yeah, just walk the earth. T- take up Wait, oxygen. T- figure it out. No, I mean, you know, walk the earth in like a in, like on a philosophical right. quest. Gotcha. Yeah. But like, how will you pay your bills as you walk? Oh, the I'll earth? be homeless. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe one of your kids will really. I mean, oh, will take off well, and I don't know. be famous. Yeah, that's that's. I hope so. Or maybe, maybe I'll like find a dog on the side of the road, and then it'll like become like the new mascot of something. No, because it'll be like weird and cute. Its I feel like you out. have more hope with the kids because basically every know. kid that's raised in LA is set up to become famous in some way. So yeah. they maybe. they're on the right track. Maybe they'll be. Um, I just don't believe in them. What do they like you to know? do? I don't oh, know. Oh my god, you don't I just don't believe <laughs> in them as 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 you know, uh quantities as as entertainment. Mm. As a, I don't see the brand. No, they're, they're fine. They're fine. I'm sure they're I'd love that. I would love that. Are they into like music or um they're into stuff. I mean, uh, yeah, what are they? You know, they're like kids, regular, you know, kid stuff, YouTube, Fortnite. Maybe they can become YouTube stars. My daughter loves musicals and yeah, you never know. You know what? My daughter actually asked me to uh, start a podcast. You know, there's this podcast I was I won't say who that I w- had been doing for a while, and they kind of I kind of had a falling out with them, and I said, you know, I kind of was like, well, I'm, I don't want to do whatever. I took something personal. I was like, you know, I think I'm done mm. with this, and I was really distressed about it the day it was happening. My daughter was like, you know, we should start a podcast together, oh. and I'm kind of like, dang, maybe that's maybe that's that, the move. There's something there. Yeah, that's the move. I don't know what it would be, and then you know, then my annoying ass son is, oh, me too. I want to. We're like, just fall back, dude. You can be like, <laughs> just call him the producer yeah, yeah, yeah. so he feels included, but yeah, don't actually yeah, give so him a microphone. He's gonna want to talk. The thing is, he actually is more likely to talk. <laughs> like she, uh. She'll like, she'll, yeah, my daughter, it's amazing that she said that. And it really was sweet because it really, I think she did it because she saw that I was bumming out. But Aww. like, she is not like, her, her, you know, I can show you our text conversations. It's like, me, 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 her, okay. Me, 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 good. How was school? Good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, good, okay. That's her whole, That's I told like her she, should, she should start like though. a K-pop band called like, good, yeah, good, okay. Good, <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, it's funny because I know your sh- the show's about mental health and I do, it's not like, I have those kinds of issues. Like my father was bipolar and got on lithium towards the end of his life uh, but like you know I have my issues are more like and I, we talked about this a little bit like more circumstantial like you know my parents died when I was pretty young and that's probably fucked me up in some ways but like I don't, almost don't I wish I was I almost wish I had like legit mental health issues because then I could like I could use you know like I can't like I, like I'm I don't have that mm. like if I fucked up I could be like well you know it's <laughs> I, l- well I, I, could, I lost could, it. Oh, so you could blame it yeah, on Yeah, I could blame something. it on that. Like, you know, oh, I got, but you, I got, I'm, but not really that, I'm not saying that other people do that. I'm saying I would Or you do would that. have like a reason <laughs> yeah. or an explanation yeah, as like, to well, why. I tried, but then I lost my mind. What do you want, what do you right, want to do? Right, right. You know? So you could just, right. so really you're just saying like, but like I'm feel, lazy and yeah, there's really no reason like for lazy it. Like lazy just can't figure it out. Or too yeah, dumb yeah, to be like, it's just, God, I just can't crack this. Like, but yeah, I wish I could be like, well, it's because I'm bipolar, you know, but I'm like, it's not, I'm not, you know, or like, I'm just so unhappy, but I'm really not. I'm just like, I just, I'm pretty, it's just. So do you feel like you need to like push yourself and yeah like, yeah is I feel that like other people need to push me like why should that be on me you know because <laughs> you know it's I mean? your life oh my god details <laughs> really is there any uh, yeah I'm I'm <laughs> really, really challenging I'm challenging <laughs> you right now I gotta I gotta fix my life now I'm gonna buy you a planner <laughs> after this okay like a physical and, and a Squarespace domain a physical planner yeah I think with the website thing I will say that I've had my whole you know, career. It's been like you gotta get a website, and I feel like I waited. I feel like I waited that out, and now I won because nobody has. A, who cares about web? I feel like it helps. But I feel. It, I just now social media is like what? Like when's the last time someone's like, oh, let me go to DaneCook.com and <laughs> see what what his tours get. Like even if you, I'm not nothing against Dane Cook. Even if you like Dane Cook, it's like you go. I just said him because he was. An it's early, just, he was an early it's just photos of him and his 20 year old girlfriend. <laughs> well, I, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> he's doing. On but, his uh, website. But uh, you should, but you know. 
I just feel like even if you wanted to see where Dan Cook was performing, you would go to his Twitter or his Instagram and everything. Oh. Like, but then it wouldn't like it be like, a, if you went to his Twitter, it'd be like the link to his website and be like, check out the tour dates here. Yeah, maybe. Could be. I, yeah. Could be. I guess so. I just, I challenge you to do something to help your career. I challenge you to words with friends. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> something I know I can succeed at. All right. Fair enough. Um, I Thanks for the challenge. Here's a question. Dan, there's like, there's like you know, I, I'm... Can I just do like the city girls challenge or one of these other challenges? Like you, you your challenges are hard. It's like, you know, like there's the like celery the, juice. Well, it's like the, the feeling, feel my feelings challenge and all mm-hmm. these like kind of easy ones. And then you're like, I, I, I challenge you to the fix your whole life challenge. I'm like, just challenging you to do one thing that will okay. help you get. I'll start a podcast with my kids. I think that's a great idea. It's and you guys can bond while kid, doing kid it. Cast. I'm sure that's taken. We'll think of something. We'll, yeah. we'll workshop titles. I like it. Maybe you can help me with titles. What? Yeah, is, what's their name? Or with, are we not allowed to say that on here? Let's oh, I, I would. I talk about it on, on, on social media. So it's not like, oh, my daughter's name is Winter. My son's name is Gavin. Winter and Gavin. There's no podcast hook then. When You could do something with the seasons. Winter, yeah, Gavin, and spring. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll just... Um, I th- yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll let them come up with it. No, they'll, they'll, they won't come up with anything. Yeah, do a podcast with your kids. That's great. Or just I'll subscribe. Maybe just the daughter. Then we can do a collab. Okay, yeah, yeah, do a crossover. Do like a crossover. I mean, that's actually not a bad idea, you know? Yeah. Mental health with kids. Something that I always end the podcast with and ask my guests is, what is your current favorite reality television show? Oh, good question, because I don't really watch any current reality. Does No, but I have. I'm not above that. Like, I've been full on... Like Real Housewives of New Jersey dialed oh, in. Wow, like like when, I was ma- when I was married, it was a lot of Bravo. Well, you know, I, I would kind of like use being married as an excuse, but I enjoyed it. Mm. I, I'm the one that set the DVR. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so like the New Jersey one was the your New favorite? Jersey one was tight, and I was I was for years I was a big devoted Survivor fan. Long past when it was co- still cool because I think uh-huh. it's a really great show and great format. But I don't those those you know I haven't watched it for quite a few seasons, and it feels like a like God. I, I want to get a better answer, and I wonder. Is that a broad category? It has to be reality, reality. Reality specifically. I I prefer the ones, the drama ones like Bravo. And if that's something that you enjoy, I I invite you to check out Vanderpump Rules. Okay, I've I've seen it. You, oh, okay. I actually met one of those girls and got her number at a at a bar. Which one? I forget. I, I, I want to say. I don't want to say. I'll tell you off air. No. Okay, I'll tell you off air. Tell me. I've met them all. I'll tell you off off camera later. We did. It, did you end up going out with no, her? No, didn't. We texted a bit and we didn't. Is I, it is it Sheena? Mm, I will say no, and then I'm going to stop answering questions. Is it? I feel like I'm just like <laughs> well, the rest of them are Stassi. Maybe they're not even on anymore. It was years ago. She might not, they probably changed cast. No, that's they probably all much aged out. It's no, the the original people are still on, but they've added more as, course, yeah. as it's gotten. I'll tell you, I did used to watch. I really liked the Shaws of Sunset. Is that still on? Um, I don't know. I know what you're talking about, but I never yeah, got into that. I watched that a lot, and I watched. Uh, I, Top Chef and Top Chef Masters. Mm, I, I don't do impressions. The only impression I can do is of Curtis Stone, and it's three words long. What is it? Well, did you ever watch Top Chef? No. <laughs> you know what it is? <laughs> I mean, I know of the Never show. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Uh, it's, for it's, those listening so that hard, it's so hard for me to like, muster the courage to do something like uh, an impression. <laughs> that, like, just like you know it. No. Okay, fine. I uh, thought that would help if I didn't know, because then there's... Oh, then you can't say if it's accurate. Yeah, I think well, like, that's great. Well, I have no idea. Okay. So it's like, you know, I have to, it's like, it's a real, it's like a whole production. Can you just do it for those that are. Okay. Well, there's something, if you watch Top Chef, there's something called a quick fire challenge. Well, like, it's like, it's not the main challenge for the show, but it's like, hey, we're just going to have this little surprise competition when announcing that. I don't, it's really, it's a, it's a micro, it's a micro impression. Okay. So it's, I'm not going to do the setup to it. He's just, he's telling them that there's a quick fire challenge and what they can win is, it's coming. Okay. Tin tails and dollars. That's pretty good. Right. Right. I mean, I have no idea. I'm like flop sweating. Just, n- the, uh, just yeah. The you, there's some serious buildup to yeah. that. Tell me about <laughs> it. Was, it was great. I, didn't know I, I have no reference to what it is, but I think it was great. So. You, uh, that's what I said. And you made me do it anyway. And then you complain that you have no frame of reference. No, but I think it, that was I, good. I give up. You have a great Australian. Three accent. word. That's the only words I can do. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. So that's. I met him. Um, Real brief. He was in the uh, weird bar for him to be in. He was in the uh, the Burgundy Room in Hollywood. Oh my god! <gasps> and uh, I used to love drinking at the Burgundy Room. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They got the air to smoke outside and stuff. Yeah. But he was in there, which is a weird place for him to be. And I was like, I want to do the, the, the impression. And I didn't do it. Uh, well, the Burgundy Room is the oldest bar in Los Angeles. Is it? No. Yeah, yeah, it oh, is. It like Marilyn that. Monroe used to hang out there. I mean, I don't know. If this is all true. You sure not talking about the Brown Derby or something? Was not no, a bar. the Burgundy Room in Hollywood. I used to go there because really? it was. On Coenga, right? 
I yeah, yeah. Point. Because I love the bars that were like no windows, super dark, oh. like as divey as possible. Yeah, that was like I my. Still like that. That was my jam. Did you like the frolic room? Oh my god, yes. Dude, I got a great story about that place. I don't know if you're trying to close this out. No, no, no. What's your frolic so I was in, story? I was in the frolic uh, room one time, and I ordered a martini. I don't know Who, why I would at the frolic yeah, room. Yeah, I would wanted a martini. That's, okay, this is like a Budweiser, like just. Oh, like I know exactly what it is, and I, that's what I like. I, I drink. I mean, it was probably please. well vodka. Like I didn't. Okay. I, I drink. I like. I, I used like to get a Tito's and soda there for like six dollars. Right. It's right. So that's what it is. <sighs> That, I mean, it's like a, it's a just one long hallway of a bar with no windows except the, yeah. it's in like on Hollywood Boulevard, right in the thick of the grossness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw Anthony Jeselnik there once. Oh yeah, I bought him a beer. Okay, sorry, go home. Um, so <laughs> we, uh, so I'm in there and uh, I ordered the martini. Sorry, and and I, the guy gives it to me with two olives, and one of the olives was like a normal olive with a pimento, and one of them was a blue cheese olive. And I ate it, and it was good. And I said, hey, let me get another martini, but this time. Can I have two? Can I have all blue cheese olives? I like those are really good. And the guy goes, "We don't have blue cheese olives here." And I was like, "What the fuck did I eat? Did I just eat that?" And I swear to God, this guy just goes like he's mad at me. He goes, "I don't know, dude. It's a frolic room." And he turns around, and just walks away. Oh my god! <laughs> making my martini. With what did you eat? I don't know. I, it was no. It was a blue cheese olive. Were they like it moldy def- olives? No. That's. I mean, that's the grossest solution. But I mean, I know what a blue cheese olive tastes like. It was a blue cheese olive. Oh. The question is, how did it get there? Or was he fucking with me? But yeah. I mean, he sold it. Wow, yeah. you'll never know. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool story. But well, yeah. which, I mean, but you know, I didn't, I didn't turn down the, the next martini. I still ate there uh, the olives. Okay, so you won't tell me the Vanderpump Rules person, which I'm dying to find out. And it's like it's literally ki- like yeah. killing me. But so, will you tell me? Is there any celebrity that you've hooked up with? Oh no, not even close. Oh no, no way, no way. Definitely jerked off to. Okay. Does that count? No. Okay. Does it count if they're animated? Oh my god! Like no. Like Bugs Bunny and drag? Is that no? Okay. Never mind then. No. Okay. Then no. I've never. That's heard surprising. Of if jerking off to Bugs Bunny and drag counts, then yes, definitely. No. <laughs> <laughs> Call TMZ. It's not even close to counting. <laughs> okay, no. No. Never mind. Okay. Never mind. No, I'm trying to think of not even not even really close. No. Not. I mean, I just haven't haven't been around those situations enough. I mean, just stand up's not like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I've most of my my high highs in my career have been in the stand up arena, not like. Around. Well, I meant like that too, like a maybe a comedian. Oh, you can just meet people. Comedian yeah. that's really well known. Or on Raya or something, I guess. I don't yeah. think I could get on Raya. I can help you get on Raya. I don't. Th- I don't think I want to get on Raya. It's kind of stupid. Yeah, it feels dumb, and it's also like, yeah, it's, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't yeah. think I want to. Are you on dating apps? I am. And <gasps> I took a three-year break where I was on. None. In fact, haven't we seen each other on there? I don't think didn't so. We like send, didn't we not send a screen grab to each other at one point? That's what I was doing. I see people I know. Yeah. <laughs> make them feel uncomfortable. Well, like, look, I see no, that you're. But it's like I'm on it too. So it's, like we're both, it. it's also preemptive because I know that they're going to. Chances are they'll yeah. see me too, or like, you know. But like some people, also, I'll like swipe right on people I know, and I'm like, or like the ones where you swipe. And I and I think like well you have nothing to lose there because either they swipe you back and then it's like oh damn okay or yeah, they yeah. or they don't and you'll never they'll never know you did yeah unless they pay for it and then they can see you did that's embarrassing but I would never pay oh for it really yeah. you can pay yeah. and see stuff more things right so yeah I took a three year break from all of it and then I kind of got back on like last couple months and it, to mixed with mixed feelings and mixed results but like I, they're cool I did like yeah I did when I first got back on I did. Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, all oh three. Oh my god! All and three. then I, and then like I, time th- sucker. Right, and then I got really like, like, nah, I don't like. I'm not feeling Tinder and Bumble, and I deleted those two and just kept Hinge. And then I get end up getting Tinder back, and now, I, but I, I have those two. Oh. But yeah, it's t- a, it's Tinder a, is sketchy. It is sketchy. It's really sketchy. I haven't been on but that. But you in know, a while. you meet. It's like you meet. I, for girls, I can just imagine it's just being inundated nonstop. But for me, it's way less action that way, maybe mm-hmm. less actual. And then you know, you meet somebody and it's cool, or you. You know, yeah, I can't bring myself weird. to actually like Are go out on a date with someone from a dating app. I, I used to. Yeah, I used to be really into it. Did but you do it when you were drinking a lot? Yeah. Do you, a lot of ones you don't remember probably. Um, you're like, I mean, you, I didn't show up Let's go that, out. You're like, we just did last night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are we going to meet up or what, dude? I don't <laughs> want a pen pal. Like, oh uh, we God. hung out three times last week. Dude. No, I would <laughs> not show up to a date with a stranger blackout drunk. By the end of it, I might have been. But yeah. I, I think, yeah, when you have alcohol involved, it takes a lot of the pressure off. and in True. It's oh, no, I agree. That's why I think it I, I, I must be tougher. Any kind of dating without alcohol, just or like comedy without alcohol, mm-hmm. or as an audience member and as a performer. It just, for me, it's, um, it's so, it's, yeah, it's an easy, yeah, well it's just easy, it's lazy, but it's just easier to like feel comfortable. Yeah, I never really did comedy when I was drunk, drunk, because I wanted to like 
remember what I was supposed to say. But R- true, more important for the audience to be drinking, which a lot of people yeah. don't realize. It's a huge element oh, of comedy yeah. and why it's so where much you're fun on in your life. And like when you're going up and like where you were at in the lineup is yeah, makes a huge difference. Right. Yeah, if you're towards the end, it's just. Yeah, it's because also it's not even that you need to be drunk to enjoy it. It's just that selling the crowd alcohol is so much a part of the comedy club experience mm-hmm. for you know financial reasons, and as and as a result, and plus it's a night out, so you're yeah. drinking. But people are you know it really when you watch stand up at home, I think you just there's different factors, but th- I think you laugh out loud and less belly laughs than yeah. you would at a club, and part of it's the, the the idea of the crowd dynamics and laughter being contagious and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. also, yeah, it just you can't say enough about. Like if you ever have to perform for like a sober room or a sober, it's it's you know, like a daytime thing. Yeah, it's market difference. Yeah, I think I I stopped getting or being interested in doing. I com- lost my motivation to do comedy because I'm happier. <laughs> like yeah. when I, I a lot of my mm-hmm. jokes are about like getting really drunk and crazy things that would happen to me and being really depressed. You can still tell those stories in the past tense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to like totally relive that. Be like, guys, don't you hate it when (laughs) you know when you're doing the tarot cards? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you hate it when your life is going great? Exactly. (laughs) What's up with these butterflies that the universe keeps sending us? Am I right? (laughs) This this guy knows what I'm talking about. You like butterflies. That's my impression of you doing it. That's it's pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah, I figured. (laughs) I mean, I've seen some clips on Instagram. Great. Well, cool. Um, Thank you so much for uh, for being here. Thanks for having me. Hope that was worthwhile. That anybody. Yeah, anything from that. I don't know about mental health, but maybe like, oh, that's what comedy was like in yeah, the early two com- thousands. Learning a lot about the world of comedy and how uh, com- and how the world of comedy definitely impacts your mental health being in it. So, all right, cool. Well, thanks for being here, and uh, we'll see you next time.